raise your hand and somebody will come along and I don't know what they do. Sign you up for their app. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so I looked at Bobby and I'm like, Hey, you know, did anybody even say anything or like raise their hand? Did you see anybody? She said, no. But Bobby's like, how do we, do we put money in an envelope? And next thing you know, this five gallon Home Depot pail came past us. And I was like, well, all right, this is awkward. That's the best you can do is a Home Depot pail. Huh? Well, it was like a Home Depot pail with like a, like a Life Church sticker on it. Yeah, basically. But it's just, so we got in there, right? And it was, I don't know. <laughs> I don't I don't think I was open to open to it. So is it a stepping stone for Christians to like find God because it's super cool and trendy when the uh, when the people ask you if I had reservations? Like that was the weird that was a weird part I don't of the know deal. Why. Like I under I could understand that if it was like height of covid because I know at one point a lot of churches were like only filling every like third seed or whatever, you yeah. know, or we had to stick with like your family. Which yeah. I, so I could see it, that's like the height of COVID. And maybe that's just me making allowances for them to be weird. But it was just like there was people outside holding signs that said, you belong here. Jesus loves you. I was like, OK, cool. That makes sense. But the the feeling that you got when you walked in was of like I was in a movie theater it was all a production. Though. And it was yeah. like all, like, you stop, and I felt like I had to give somebody a ticket. They didn't. <laughs> and then they pointed you to the other way. They didn't, like, say hi. Nobody, like, all these people had, like, these volunteer lanyards and, and <clears throat> I don't know, man. And then we got to the door, and it was just a mess. I don't like that. Yeah, so you go to the door. And once you get to the door, the lady asked me if I had reservations for my family. And I said, no. And then she said, okay, well, how many? And I said, three. And she said, okay, go over to this person. So then we went on this little journey to this person. <laughs> and it was like a parking, like we were parking a car. That's so, so oh, and they had parking people, which also like didn't make it. Traffic? Yeah, but there was no traffic. Oh, uh, okay. It, it wasn't like it was busy. So they like sat people down and then it was weird because they had a TV in front of them or there was TVs everywhere, right? Like big screens and it had numbers like the countdown to when church was going to start. Exciting. And then these people came out like the worship band, which, um, yeah, I'll take my little church over that. (laughs) And it was the same, it was the same, I'm pretty sure they only sang one song. I'm not really sure because it like just kept going, it kept going type deal. And then, and then there was like, obviously just a normal, how do we, how do I say this without being, I'm not trying to be rude because if this is, they earnestly believe that like this is it, then good. I'm glad. But it was just such a production. And and I was actually, <clears throat> so we went home, and what was sad was our normal church didn't have it. Had it, but they had mask mandate because of COVID. And I was thinking to myself, like, 
I, mean, I just can't I can't buy into that. Yeah. Like I I can't buy into the fact that our fear people are fear mongered to the point that they're just happy that because in my head they're just happy that they can have church. Now there's restrictions from either the church or the state, I don't know which one put the restriction on of like people wearing masks. I believe if you're if you feel like you're sick, stay home. If you feel like you have like if you have bad immunity, maybe wear a mask yeah. and a shield and like <laughs> respirate. I don't I don't know I what don't you know. gotta do, man. But like right now, it's just not your time. It's not a good time for you. So have faith in God that He's gonna keep you safe because you're trying to do the right thing and go to church. <sighs> but so anyway, we didn't go that our normal where we normally go, which is kind of crappy because I wanted to see, I would love to see people that I went to church with a long time ago. And then, so we went to this, the life church and so far we're, we're at the part where the worship team comes in and they sang the same song over and over and over again. And I was like, okay, this is weird. And like midway through again, back to the, the walker, the ushers, like every usher had a bucket and then they were throwing money. Uh, they did their offering like that. Or you could download their app and scan the QR code and donate over your phone. Whatever. And uh, just very, it was very like play style, yeah. if you will. And then the pastor came up and he wasn't the pastor for that church because the church pastors had COVID and he was like I said on the phone with you when I when I got done with this whole ordeal was it was so like one sentence I think that buzzwords buzzwords like all buzzwords like make you feel good buzzwords and then the dude didn't have a Bible. Now, I actually posted something on Instagram the other day, on our Instagram, that I noticed a lot of people in these big mega churches have these glass podiums, or whatever, plastic, clear podium. And if you look through their pictures, like, most of them don't have anything but, like, an iPad up there and their phone. But nobody has, a like, a hard copy physical Bible up there. Kind of makes me wonder about that whole deal. This yeah. this dude didn't have it. He just had like this binder, which was super weird. And then we ended up with the same song again, <laughs> which was just it was just it was a lot. But like there was zero interaction. They asked you to like yell at your neighbor about something. You know, I forget what my wife said it was. Like basically, the pastors. If, if you had, like, a, a title to your sermon, he's like, yell this to your person next to him. And they had, like, a five-second thing of, like, hey, say hi to your neighbor. And it's the north, so people are not very friendly anyway. And, and, but it was just awkward. And then what I found to be, like, super, like, not cool at all was the music guys come out midway through or whenever they feel like it's almost over. I think it's, like five minutes of the sermon like so i turn and i look up and behind us is this 70 inch tv with the timer on it, and it's flashing red and it's flashing zeros but this dude is still talking <laughs> and i'm like just let him talk yeah like spin the spin the thing again 
Like, why are you putting a time on this, a time allotment on this? Like, it's the last service of the night. He's trying to get his point across. But I'm sure now he's, like, thinking, oh, I got to wrap this up, right? So then he prays it out, and this is kind of what I found was funny, right? Um, Is forcing... (sighs) Did we talk about, like, the football team thing? No, I was was it? So, you know... And we did talk about it. It's, it's in a different podcast where, like, you're you're with, like, a youth group, and everybody's fired up for Jesus, and then one person gets saved. Then it's like being at a football game where everybody's just fired up, and people start storming the – like, you had no intention of getting on the field, like, storming the field. And, but you see everybody else doing it, so you just hop in. Yeah. Like, they did that, but they did it, like, as nobody was doing it, though. So he's praying it out, right? And I end my own prayer. Like, I don't need this dude praying for me. So I end my own prayer, and I kind of look up, and I put my head back down. And and he asked the crowd during the prayer, he said, you know, just keep your head bowed. We got some people raising their hands. So one, because he was asking, if you profess your love for Christ tonight, you know, if you want to be saved, raise your hand. During this prayer, raise your hand, and somebody will come along, and I don't know what they do. Sign you up for their app <laughs> but so so i looked at bobby and i'm like hey you know did anybody even say anything or like raise their hand did you see anybody I, she said no but like midway through this thing he's like oh i see some hands and i'm thinking like we're in the, no we're kind of we're kind of in the back and i don't see anybody raising their hands so now he's like psychologically like trying to pull somebody else that might be like holding back on like the edge that. maybe yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> and then what kind of really upset me was, again, back to it's just disingenuous, the whole thing. And then what really, like, kind of fired me up was the fact that when he got done, he said, okay, if you, if you know, if you accepted Christ in your life, we have, like, a plat, we have an app to help you get kick-started on this. A kick-start. The kick springboard with our app. Yeah, springboard your Christianity with the app. But, like, bullet point number two was, like, donate. So it was like, uh, you know, baptism, donate your money, donate your time, and something else. I don't know. Four points. And I was just thinking, this is why people are so confused at what Christianity actually is. Yeah. Like, you're, you're missing the point completely. But this place is a packed house. So we're back to that whole thing in the beginning of this this podcast when I'm like, who is right? Who is correct? Is this the fruit? Is this good fruit or bad fruit? It was just it was just messy. And then the same church group, I find out like two days later, started going to the metaverse. Like they're gonna have uh they have a church, they bought a church in the metaverse. I don't know if you know what the metaverse is, but no it's like clue. Minecraft for real, though. Oh, sweet. So these people are just like buying property with real money, buying property with real money and like going and walking around this fake world that they made. So everybody, so they put, hey, Life Church is going on the metaverse. And we're kind of like going down this weird trail, but Life Church is going on this metaverse. And then people were like busting them up. Like, you, you can't do that. And they, then they, they you know, make a... <clears throat> they kind of said, like, well, you know, that's where people are going to be. So God said, you know, go find people wherever they may be. 
And then the one, the one person was like, I have really high anxiety and I'm so glad because I don't want to go into a church. Like I try to stay by myself. I'm very introverted. I try to stay by myself in my house oh, and, my. I, and I watch the Life Church anyway on my TV. But now I can put this VR headset on and walk into a fake church. And I'm just thinking, what, what are we doing right now? But yeah. So that's my life that church experience weird. this weekend or last weekend, two weekends ago. I don't know when it was, but it was just, it was rough, man. If you go to life church, I'm sorry. And you like it, man, do it up. But I would wholeheartedly ask you to just go somewhere else and see, like, find the happy medium. Like, I'm not trying to get you away from God, but all I'm saying is it's a big production. Yeah, I, I would definitely, um, Definitely judge the church by its fruits, and by that I don't mean the amount of people who are there. I mean by their actions. By their actions. But their actions are so. Oh my gosh, man! It was just like I would even go as far as too much. If 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 someone is attending a church like that and they leave feeling great, that's cool. But sometimes I don't leave church feeling great. Sometimes the Bible speaks to me in ways that don't make me feel good. Yeah, like I didn't do it right. If the if the pastor of a church isn't if he's avoiding certain scripture because the congregation is going to leave feeling bad. They have no scripture. He doesn't even have yeah. a Bible. And that's the thing. <laughs> if you don't have an actual hard Bible in front of you. Man, I, I, I counted three verses, one sentence apiece. Yeah. For a Christmas Eve service. Like you have all these people coming out there. And he did do a salvation thing. Like, hey, God is, you know, God is here for you if you're not saved, blah, blah, blah. So give him kudos to that. But like there was just no... There was no sustenance, sustenance to it. But anyway, all right, we're on five. Yeah, uh, chapter five. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, life, life, church. Now you know. Genesis five. Genesis five. Are you good? I'm good. All right. No, I'm just. I was just thinking about life, church. Sorry, and being sad for the thousands of people that think they are going through the proper motions because that's what they're doing. Going through the motions. Yeah, and I'm sure there are some there that actually have a great relationship with God. I, I won't take that away from I mean, everybody has a great relationship with God. It's just, is it genuine or not? Yeah, so, I mean, that's, it's bothersome, I guess, but, I don't know. But it's, what what makes it sad is, like, a new, a new person, say we took our buddy, we won't name him, but say we took him with us to one of those. Yeah. He's not getting, I don't believe you're getting the proper foundation. Yeah, he's he's getting. At that. He's. Yeah, that's not that's not the that's not the foundational truth or the the type of preaching that's going to actually speak to a person on a like a, 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 a to give them a chance to actually grow as a person. I don't think as a as a Christian. Yeah, a lot of a lot of. Uh, do you hear what I'm saying? Amen. Can I get an amen? Like, yeah. and I thought, man, if people are moved, they'll tell you. Yeah. But if not, you don't need somebody in the. You shouldn't use somebody in the crowd to get. Hyped up. Yeah. Where's my hype, man? Yeah. I need my hype. Oh, well. All right. So, chapter five. Sorry about that. You just heard it. (laughs) But in all fairness, chapter five is just another lineage of 10 generations over 2006 years. Um, So, I just wanted to make sure everybody, everybody knew that. No, that's all I want to say. I don't know what I want to say. Yeah. So, Genesis 5. 
starts out with the oral. It is solely the lineage from Adam to Noah. Like, how do we get to Noah? Yeah, Noah the ark guy. <laughs> um, so it's uh, 10 generations, 2,006 years. Um, and what we want to get into today is a little bit more of what people have a problem. People have a problem at five. It's, it's pretty easy. You could Google it. As soon as you put Genesis five, there is a, in Google, there is a crap ton of questions behind it. And the reason for it is there's guys like Methuselah who lived 936 years. So people aren't understanding it. Good news is the fact that God created this book. So we know it's correct. It's just what Matt and I would like to do today and tomorrow is kind of give you some thinking points as to to try to explain why or give you some scientific points as to why they lasted that long. Right. So sure, that yeah. what we're going to try to do. There's nothing more. I mean, there's plenty of stuff. Matt's got some stuff. I have some stuff on five as in the word in the wording. But I think what's fun about it is Matt and I also talked about chapter five before as how did the, how did they get to these ages? And there's things as a normal Christian, you might not know scientifically that has has been researched and then there's things that are biblically proven as to why they lasted for you know almost a thousand years i wish i could live that long i know how smart you would be all the things you know and that's one of my main points is you know god's reasoning for this may have been to make sure that the words of the beginning made it to a certain point, right? Yeah. Because if it was just one generation of 100 years, it would just get so flooded or broadened after that. Like, there's not enough... Like, we're talking about Adam. He lives... I wish I had the... There's a chart. I, where, I'm pulling one up right now on my phone. Yeah, Adam... Adam, like, overlaps. He Yeah, so Adam, Adam would have been alive all the way... I mean, he would have... Man, so he almost lived till the till Noah was born. Almost. I mean, he knew one, two, three, four, five, six. He would have known his great, 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 great grandson. He sat down with Methuselah and had like could have. You know, I'm not saying he did, but he could have hung out with Methuselah easily. Yeah, that's how far. I mean, he he was alive for 930 years, so that's that's quite a, <clears throat> quite a long time. And, I think- it doesn't say anything about like not sound mind. I mean, some of these guys are having babies at. I mean, he had he had Seth at 165 uh, years. Um, let's see, Methuselah had uh, 187. Uh, Noah was 502. Lamach had lived 182 years before he had a son, mm-hmm. and then Noah was 502 when he had Shem. So. <clears throat> We are going to get into, tomorrow we're going to get into some of the things that we have found through our research and what some theologians say about why um, these guys live so long. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting study. Um, and you, you really, you'll, it, I don't want to steal the thunder from 6, 7, 8, but it kind of set set a, a groundwork, I guess, for, for some of these ages and why it's kind of... Uh, um, 
interesting and, and you can you can graphic scientifically and um, the, I'll, I'll get into it on another podcast but the probability of it and stuff like that that's now proven through like mathematical models that they wouldn't have had the understanding of when this was written across you know several people across hundreds of years it's not like they were out there with a calculator graphing calculator TI-83 or whatever is popular now mm. and going oh we got to make sure this date is but he, he couldn't have lived more than this but less than this or it wouldn't match this this perfect curve you know yeah um, and you see the average age before the flood was 920. And then something happened. The flood was obviously a catastrophic event. And then you'll see the age change. And we'll get into that starting in chapter 6, verse 3, if I remember right. Yeah. Um, I believe that's when he puts out the, 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 the 120. Years. So, but I mean, the big thing is, yeah, th- this is, like you said, chapter 5 is basically genealogy. And it, it, it to me, it has two things. One, it gives you timelines of how old people were, like their ages. Two, it, it, the whole thing of be fruitful and replenish the earth. How, I forget the verse, but I'm, I'm totally misquoting it. Yeah. But you see in every single one of these generations, let me get back to chapter five here. It says, you know, and so-and-so begot so-and-so or, you know, and they lived X number of years and they begot sons and daughters, plural, sons and daughters, sons and daughters, sons and daughters mm-hmm. for every single of those generations. And you said how many years it was, 2006, I think you said. Yeah. So across 2006 years, when people are having kids into their... 500s i mean you can have a lot of children you know yeah um that some like um and i i got the notes right here so during this period the world would have been populated quickly because you can have so many children across you know you look at the normal fertility age for us today you'd say from was it like 20s i mean earlier than that late late teens yeah late teens to you know, anything in your mid-40s, 40s. late 40s, you're yeah. looking at probabilities of problems with your children. So you, let's say, we'll give it 30 years so you can have children. Mm-hmm. You're looking at hundreds of years back yeah. then they could have had children. And it doesn't put numbers like, you know, we don't know how many, Adam and Eve, how many kids they had. We know of at least three, but there had to be more than that because they had to have daughters. Yep. You know, um, but it based on just some conservative rates that during Adam and Eve's life, just in their lifetime, which Adam, Adam lived to be, what would we say, 930 that he could have seen about a million descendants in his lifetime. Um, and that's a conservative rate. So right. that's if, if, and that's if you took only half of his children had children and one child, you know, and just start that the progression. So, um, so I think it, it kind of holds to one, you get to see the age of the people pre-flood, which ties in a lot to some scientific stuff. I think obviously helps prove the Bible again. Uh, and then two, it's, it's the whole be fruitful and replenish and repopulate or how I'm, I'm again, butchering that. It's proof of that to me. Yeah, and then I think one thing's cool too that that we get to see is uh, Enoch here is um, I'd have to find the exact thing for the verse for it, but he was taken by God, aka he he actually didn't die. He was taken out. He doesn't die, which I think is cool. Uh, chapter twenty, or obviously chapter five, verse twenty-four. For God took him. Everybody else, it says, you know, then he died. He lived such and such years. You know, and then and then and he died, and he died. He'll say that over and over again. But him, he was taken by God. So that's pretty cool too. That Enoch got to just phew, go away. You, you notice that he lived three hundred sixty-five years. Yeah. So, I, it, there's a lot of things that we we will talk about tomorrow, and uh, yeah. So just stay tuned. Again, if you're part of the Life Church, just my experience. Please don't. Please don't fire us up. It's my experience, and I just hope that if you're part of that, 
that you guys are doing it for the right reason, but it was kind of weird. Yeah, I mean, and if there are life church listeners out there, I yeah, mean, call us, hit us up, prove us wrong, tell us, tell us why you believe that church is a biblically sound church that develops strong Christian men and women, and how they are fulfilling the uh, what's the what's the word I look for the Great Commission. There we go. Yeah, and maybe they are. Maybe we're wrong. Yeah, I'll, I'll we could be wrong. I am. Yep, we'll see. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye. Bye. Back to chapter five. And chapter five. Brought to you by Bucky's. Bucky's Beaver Nuggets. Beaver, dude, the Beaver Nuggets are so good. Hey, everybody, thanks for listening. It is John, Matt, and Nick. And, uh, you know, our big thing and our big takeaway from everything that we're doing right now is to help you find Christ. And without him, we would be nothing, and this podcast would be nothing. In Romans ten, thirteen, uh, Nick, why don't you give it to him? For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And that's all you need to do. You need to profess your love for Jesus Christ, open your heart, and let him into your life. Uh, find a friend, tell them, pray about it, do whatever you got to do. But there's a reason that you are listening to this podcast. If you're already saved, go save a friend. Do it today. Do it. Hurry up. Time is of the essence.